Speedway proudly presents Rapid on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rapid on Racing. listeners joining us now is dave oliveri dave good evening how are you i'm doing well don it's just uh we're all in western pennsylvania waiting for mother nature to cooperate we've had the tracks that have tried to race have had the cancellations and you know, out in you know kagerstown and port royal and lincoln and it seems like central pa has been able to get it in amongst cold weather but Racing season is a long one, so I guess we're just going to have to be patient. Hey, we got a jam-packed show tonight. Jennerstein Speedway General Manager Billy Rebar, Asphalt Modified Driver Racing Jason Bush, Super Late Model Winner Colton Flinner, Tom Lang with all the latest drag racing news, Rush Late Model Rookie Kale Schwartzmiller, Stephen Sheltman's going to tell us all about his trip to Bristol, Lenny Baticki has two great interviews, one with late model driver Mike Doritsky, plus one with NASCAR champion Kyle Larson. And Howie Bayless will wrap up the show with a Victory Lane interview from Hagerstown with Tyler Erb. Don, Mother Nature has not been kind to Lernerville Speedway. Three events have been canceled thus far. The management at Lernerville has decided to try something unique. They broadcast on Lernerville TV the Western Pennsylvania Pittsburgh Championships for Golden Gloves. Mike Lazikowski and Aaron Westendorf covered the ringside action. You know, from time to time, they see the Golden Gloves at the Speedway. But I'm sure that that was a very interesting production. I give them credit for, you know, trying to come up with something that the fans would like that uh, is not on a normal racing venue. 
Well, you know, you'd be like, when we talk about, like, flow racing, everybody thinks it's flow racing, but flow has multiple sports, you know, baseball, basketball, soccer, anything that you can imagine. So as a production company, like you said, you have to think outside the box sometimes, and if you're not able to produce racing, then this is the next best thing. Hey, some sad news. Thunder Mountain Speedway will no longer be run by Rob Leonard and Maria Priazzi. Uh, and because of that, the Connor Bobbick Memorial for the World of Outlaws Late Models has been scheduled for May at Marion Center Raceway. Marion Center Raceway will not have a tire roll for the 2022 season. That's a good thing. This means the previously discussed four tires per night rule is no longer in place, and that pertains to all the classes except the four cylinders. Don, Jennerstown Speedway wants to help the track and the community went up to $50,000 in the NASCAR Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Series. For more information, go to Jennerstown Speedway's Facebook to find out more information on how to vote. And Don, I, you know, we all scroll through Facebook and the official forms of social media. And I know uh, good friend Ryan Blaney from Penske was up on, and this is an opportunity. I knew Bill Rebar talked about it in last week's show that $50,000, and again, if Jennerstown would be the recipient of it, it's all going to go back into, I think, Billy said, uh, to renovating the, the restrooms at the uh, facility. He covered all that in his report and some of the things that he talked about. It's just a, a big hit for the fans and, and a lot of things that are going to just make Jennerstown even more comfortable for the people that are there to enjoy the racing. Yeah, you know, locally, we, yeah, I, I, I don't always see the lineup until you send it to me. And what a tr- tremendous show we have this weekend. I mean, from the hottest driver in Western Pennsylvania, Colin Flinner, to Kyle Larson, to, you know, Racing Jason. It's just some great interviews that we got going on this week. My biggest adjustment doing the interviews when I was talking to Kale Schwartzmiller, because I haven't seen him in a while, and the last time I saw him was a little kid in a go-kart. Now he's a young man that's going to be in a late model, and his interview is outstanding, and the people are really going to enjoy it. And then Stephen Sheltman talking about his trip to Bristol. Boy, did they have a nice time. So a little bit of everything from the support divisions to the top of the food chain and a NASCAR champion. If we didn't cover it, it didn't happen yet. That's true. And I think we, we talk week in, week out. You know, now that we're going to be back to the weekly shows, we do try to cover everything with between, amongst ourselves and our reporters out there, everything both on the local and the national scenes, Don. Well, the diehard listeners will listen to the entire show. But we have a lot of listeners that think of the show like a pizza. The drag racers probably don't care that Tyler Erb won at Hagerstown. But by the same token, the people at Hagerstown aren't concerned about a guy going 350 miles an hour to drag strip. That's, and that's the beauty of the sport of auto racing. And we talk about grassroots so often, and it's been the theme for the last two years, and it's going to be continue to be the theme. Uh, every, there's a little bit of motorsports for everybody, whether you're a go-kart or you're a dirt track racer, you're an asphalt racer or a drag racer. We try to bring it to you, and, and I think for the most part, our listeners, we, we, we kind of spoil them. Yes, they like it, and we like it, and I like your report here. I want to thank you for being with us this evening. Any closing thoughts? 
No, I, well, yeah, basically all I want to do is, you know, hopefully Mother Nature starts to come our way the latter half of April and we start to get some races in. But for myself, I would like to wish our fans, our listeners, and you and Don a, a happy Easter that's coming up this weekend. An excellent comment. I thank you. You have a nice evening. You do the same as well, Don. This is the Banker Bob Thought for April 11th, 2022. The older I get, the earlier it gets late. This portion of Rapid On Racing is brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For more information, check out Jennerstown.org. Area Auto Racing News is a great way to keep up to date on what is happening in motorsports. Some of their excellent writers include Ernie Saxton, Joanne Davies, Walt Weimer, and Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. Subscribe now to Area Auto Racing News at AARN.com. 50 issues at just $60 or digital only for $39 a year. For more information, call 609-888-3618 or go online to AARN.com. Stay informed with Area Auto Racing News. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. Hey, this is Joey Logano, and you're listening to Rapid On Racing. All right, fans, starting off tonight's show, Billy Rebar from the Jennerstown Speedway. Bill, you had a busy Saturday. Let's talk about it. Yeah, Don, we weren't quite ready to break ground on the racing here at Jennerstown Speedway. Mother Nature still wasn't ready to cooperate, and, you know, we got practice coming up in two weeks. But what we did here this past Saturday, we decided to hold a registration event. And what that consisted of, drivers were able to come and intermingle with each other at the Tailgates restaurant there in Somerset County, and we actually sold almost 50 NASCAR licenses. We sold almost 30-some pit stalls, plus all the ones that have already been paid for. Half the pits have already been paid for and reserved on, which is pretty remarkable. Uh, great turnout. It was nice to see everybody. Everybody had a really good time, and boy, were they busy. I guess the management at the restaurant was thrilled yeah, they were really happy. Uh, it was pretty funny because Larry Hemminger got there, one of the owners, and he literally had to park up over the hill with the business behind there because there was not a parking spot to be had in the entire Telgate parking lot. So it was great to see all the drivers come out, and I really appreciate them all patronizing the restaurant. Everybody had the same idea that the registration event was from 6 to 8, but everybody got there between 4 and 5, and they were eating dinner beforehand. So it was really perfect for everybody. That's amazing. That'll teach Larry to come late, huh? 
Yeah, it was pretty funny. It was actually, I think he was early, and he had to go home and get something he forgot, and when he come back, he couldn't get a parking spot, so it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and and the consensus or the thought process for the drivers, they have to be thrilled that they don't have to deal with this on opening night. Well, it really alleviated the pressure for the drivers, the officials, and everybody. There were so many things that we were able to do and put aside. Now on practice day, they can just worry about unloading the race car and getting tech inspected. So the way we figured were just over a third of the drivers that have registered or closer to half between what have registered Saturday and those that have already done online. So rather than doing 120 drivers on the first couple of weeks, we only have to do you know, 50% of that, and it's just been really great to get that out of the way. And, uh, it was a great opportunity, and I think it's something that we're going to start doing year to year. Well, it's, I sound like a broken record, but I keep saying, Bill, every time I think you've come up with some really new good idea, you make me feel bad, make me feel good, but stupid, that you come up with even a better one. Well, Don, I mean, you give me a lot of credit, but it's the people around me. I was so happy to see all my officiating staff, and you know, these guys, they dedicate and volunteer a lot of their time outside the racetrack that they don't really get compensated for, but they're just as passionate about it as I am, and Mike Velarde, Todd, Eric, Chad, uh, Brad Boxer, Gary Boxer, Vernon Yoder. I mean, it was those guys go above and beyond, and they they're just as much responsible for the success of that speedway as anybody else, and the owners. And uh, that's what makes it successful. When you got a group of people all pulling in the same direction, just to do little things like this to have such huge impact. I mean, to get that paperwork out of the way, the direct deposit forms, it is just great to get that far ahead of the season before it even starts the typical fan doesn't understand that you are busier uh during the off season than you are during the racing season yeah that's true during the race season i got 78 employees i can lean on this off season it's pretty much just me and occasionally a couple other people so it's non-stop and those guys uh seeing them all and them helping do this registration event it really really worked out well it was pretty efficient and like i said we were busy the entire time and the best part is when you got home the next day and the dust settled you got to settle everything out and make sure everything matched everything matched down to the penny so that's even a better thing so not only did they do the job they did a really good job at it any feedback or any scuttlebutt about the how the tires are going to be handled on the uh, practice days um we had one individual that wasn't exactly pleased that he won't quite be ready yet and he wants to get his tires, but unfortunately, we got to protect those individuals that are ready and to make sure they have tires to go racing. Um, but the general consensus is everybody understands as long as we're fair and consistent with it, that's the way it's going to be, and that's the way it's going to work for everybody. Well, what, I admire what you're doing, and here's a classic example. A lot of the traveling dirt late model teams are going to be thinking about fuel costs, and it's going to affect car counts. And I suspect that sometime during the summer, when a dirt track has a low car count, they're going to blame it on the fact that they can't get tires. Yeah, there's a lot of things that racetracks can do, and there's a lot of things that are out of our hands. But, you know, we've always tried to be proactive, not reactive. And some people like to sell as much tires and as much fuel and everything they can because, I mean, you do make money doing that. Not much, but a little bit. And uh, we've been fortunate to work with American Racer and McCreary Tire and Lies Tire. And, you know, we're on the same page as to what the needs of them and the needs of us and what we need to do to be able to keep race cars on the track. And it might not always be the decision everybody wants to do, but there are so many pieces to this puzzle 
that a lot of people aren't privy to that, you know, it is a material shortage. At this point, it's not a labor shortage. They are pumping out tires faster than anyone ever has. And on top of that, Don, this is the part nobody realizes. Jennerstown Speedway alone in the last three years have added 20 to 25 cars that utilize these race tires. These other speedways are growing as well. So even if they did the same volume that they did three years ago, it's still not enough because of the increase of the racers, which is fantastic news, but at the same time, it creates a double-edged sword. And then when you put that into the chain of supply chain issues and fuel costs and things like that, that's where we are. And, I mean, they're doing everything they can. Um, you know, there's no excuses being made. There's 100% transparency and we communicate constantly to do what we can do to, to make this work. And, you know, we're all in this together. And, you know, there could be hard feelings at times, but at the end of the day, there's no use making a big deal about it because you got to just deal with the cards that are dealt to you. 50 new NASCAR licenses, 30 pit stalls taken care of, in, in addition to the ones you already did. Sounds right. like Saturday was a big hit with everybody, and I'm happy for the folks at the restaurant because they're going to be happy with, uh, with Jennerstown Speedway. Yeah, it was a really great deal, and you know we also were able to get the word out about the current uh, competition we are in. You know, Don, I know you have a lot of drag racing listeners. I know you have a lot of dirt fan listeners. We could really use everybody's help here for southwestern Pennsylvania as part of the NASCAR sanction. We're one of about 20 or 21 tracks throughout the country that are eligible for a $50,000 award. Uh, it's the Advanced Auto Parts Advance My Track, and that money would be utilized to build a new restroom facility at Jennerstown Speedway, as well as a, a elaborated, or I should say expanded, handicapped viewing area. Uh, Jennerstown's very unique that every Saturday night we have between 12 and 20 fans wheelchair-bound or have special needs and we want to try to improve their racing experience at the racetrack. We have an elevated platform right now that fills up immediately on Saturday night. So we want to expand that and build another ramp. And we also want to rebuild the bathrooms, which have been there since the mid to late 80s. And, you know, they're cleaner than a lot of other restrooms that racetracks should go to. But, you know, we try to hold ourselves a little higher standard. We want to put more stalls in that are a little better handicap accessible and really improve that racing experience for everyone. Mention the restrooms, and I'm not going to talk about the track, but there's a track in western Pennsylvania where uh, a company was going to invest some big money. Uh, I mean, big money. And the gentleman that was putting this deal together sent his wife to the restroom, and she said, if you spend any money here, call your lawyer. You're getting a divorce because <laughs> the restroom, women are fussy about that. They want to have a good place to go to the restroom, and they want it nice and clean. Well, I still come back with the comment that uh, most of our ladies that are in the pit area, they compliment it's like the cleanest pit bathroom they've ever been to. And two years ago, there was one complaint. The mirror in the restroom was too high. That, you know, <laughs> Women couldn't see in the mirror. So they expressed their concern, and it was so funny because we were just casually talking about it. Like three people said it, and they all agreed. Yeah. So we called Denny Morgan right then and there, our director of facility and maintenance, <laughs> and by the next week it was changed. And they were just as, you know, they were praising Denny. So we do listen, and uh, we just installed all brand-new faucets in the current bathroom that are, you know, more up-to-date. And uh, wait till you see the bleachers, Dawn. It is absolutely outstanding with John Morocco, his crew, and the maintenance guys at Jennerstown. 
every one of the bleachers have been cleaned, pressure washed, acid washed. You're going to need sunglasses in the bleachers. That's how bright they are. Um, it looks like it's a brand new facility. We continually do these improvements. The lights are going to get tweaked and they're going to be ready to roll here real soon. Uh, we're renovating the press box and the VIP suite. It has just been nonstop to make Jennerstown that much better. Outstanding report. I thank you. Have we covered everything? We did, Don. Just one more time. Everybody, please go to Advanced Auto Parts, Advance My Track. Vote for the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. You can vote three times a day, three times a day, every day for about the next 10 days. Um, we keep reminding everybody on our social media page, uh, my gut tells me we're off to a really, really great start, and I think we can bring that $50,000 home to Jennerstown. Well, I thank you. You have a nice evening. Thanks, Don. This portion of Rapping on Racing was brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For information about upcoming events at Jennerstown Speedway, check out Jennerstown.org. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Star, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, Rush, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews. The host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble. A former driver and track promoter, Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Rapid on Racing. Hi, this is NASCAR driver Josh Berry, and you're listening to Rapping on Racing. All right, listeners, up next is Racing Jason Bush. Jason, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Don. I'm doing well. You know, I've watched your career from the go-karts up to your present situation in the asphalt modifieds, and you have developed into one of the best modified drivers up on the mountain. You, you have to be proud. Yeah, I am. Um, it's been a long road, uh, you know, starting back in, in the go-kart uh, days. Uh, you know, we ran dirt all the time. Then uh, when I got out of go-karts, we uh, went dirt racing uh, in a UMP modified down at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Challenger, Hickory, uh, and uh, Tri-City a few times. Uh, then in 98, we moved 
Well, 99, we moved to asphalt, ran motor drum in Jennerstown, been running asphalt ever since. What caused the change? Well, I think it was excellent, by the way, but what uh, what was the decision, and, and what brought that about? Well, uh, funny story is, back in 98, uh, we were running at Bedford on a Friday night, and uh, I jumped the cushion, wrecked the car uh, into, the, into turn one wall, and uh, tore the car up pretty bad. So... We ended up leaving the car go uh, for the rest of that season. It was towards the end of the year. And uh, we ended up uh, turning it in, turning my dirt modified into a asphalt modified for 99. So we converted, we were running a leaf spring car back then. And uh, we converted into a three link and uh, put an asphalt body on it. And we went asphalt racing in 99. As I recall, you had a pretty bad wreck at Pittsburgh at one time, didn't you? Yeah, 1995, my first year uh, racing a full-size stock car. Uh, I was uh, the weekend of the Pittsburgher 100. We had a big race on a Friday night and uh, ended up getting last lap of the race. I I don't remember much of that night, but uh, the last lap of the race, I got hit and... Uh, Going across the checker flag, got hit, put into the wall, ended up sideways on the front straightaway. And from what I was told and what I seen on video, the next to the last guy in the line hit me square in the driver's door and uh, ended up breaking my neck. I wasn't wasn't aware it was that bad. All total from the go karts to last year, how many years have you been in racing? Oh, this will be my thirty. 36 when we started back in 1986 in go-karts you don't and look, we've been going ever since you don't look that old that's a good thing you know one of the your your dad and your uncle paul uh, were very involved in your growth throughout the years and a little bit later we'll talk about your your pit crew uh, what do you like best about being at jennerstown now that motor drums closed what do you like best about jennerstown well, I've always thought, even when, when we raced both Motordrome and Jennerstown, it's just the atmosphere at Jennerstown is so relaxed, laid back. Uh, the facility is super nice. Probably the nicest asphalt track that I've been to on the East Coast. It's Saturdays, which makes it laid back for me because I don't have to get out of work early. Motordrome was always such a rush to get get done with work early and and try to get up to the track and, and get the you know get everything set up and ready to go it was it was really rough when you have a family business to try and get out of there early so just everything about Jennerstown it's just all laid back and and Saturday nights and, and it's just a great facility you mentioned the family business let's talk about it in case one of our listeners needs some uh, tires or inspection or whatever a little bit about the business yeah, it's uh, it's called Bush Brothers Tire Service. Uh, my uncle Paul and my dad started the business back in 1985. Uh, this is go. We're going on our 37th year in business. Uh, we do state inspection, mechanical tires, alignments, brakes, everything but major engine work and transmission work. I I remember a couple years ago I had a problem with my wife's Honda. A little bit of a foul smell and things weren't working right, and it it took you about ten minutes to figure it out. And you went up under the dash 
Borden, you found a mouse nest in one of the uh, parts of the compartment inside the car. And I was always I was impressed with your work all all the way along. But that was pretty tricky finding that. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that uh, up in the cabin air filter, I guess a, a mouse had uh, yeah. laid its nest up in there, and uh, we were able to find it. Now, you mentioned laid back, and I'll tell you what I like. Uh, the management at Jennerstown realized that a lot of the fans like to come in the pits after the races. And to fit that many people through a per- one-person gate it just wasn't working, so they put a big gate down the end of the front straightaway. And after the races, people come down, they, they, you know, the kids, they want to sit in your car, they take pictures. It, it, I think that's why it's so popular up there is the fans' accessibility to the drivers. Yes, absolutely, and and that's one thing I love. I love having the kids come down after after the races and get you know get some pictures, give some autographs out, and let them sit in the car, talk to them and and their parents. And cause that's a, that's our next generation of racers is these these young kids, and we got to keep them involved. And you know that that's that's great that Jennerstown does that every week. Lets everybody come down. And I always try to make an effort to cross the track and go up in the stands and. And talk to people as you know when I when I can. Well, when you think about yourself, you maybe you just figure you're a, a winning uh, driver at Jennerstown Speedway. But to that little kid that comes down and wants your autograph, you're bigger than life. You have no idea what impact your interaction with that kid is going to be in the future. Yeah, that's right, and and it, it it's always great. I love seeing the smiles on the kids' faces when they get to come down and meet the drivers and, and get to sit in the car and, and shake your hand and, and whatnot. It's it's a really great feeling that that you know you're important to that kid. Let's talk about some of the things you do. Uh, I guess it's on fan appreciation night with uh, gifts and bikes and whatever. Bring us up to speed. Yeah, so quite a few years ago now, when we have uh, Fan Appreciation Night at Jennerstown Autograph Night, we bring everybody uh, you know out onto the front straightaway, and we started off one year. We decided I got with one of my sponsors and uh, said, "Hey, uh, let's do some bikes. Give some bikes away to two lucky kids, one boy and one girl." So we started that, and then. We had another autograph session in August, and that was getting back to school. And so we decided, me and my dad, we decided, hey, let's go get some backpacks and fill them up with uh, school supplies, you know, all the stuff that kids are going to need. We ended up getting them embroidered with Race and Jason and our number on it, and we gave one boys and one girls away. And then that kind of evolved. Now a lot of other guys are starting to give stuff away every year but now we do i know this year we're looking at with one of my sponsors we're going to do four bikes we did four bikes last year so we're going to give two boys and two girls we're going to try and split them up age ranges so that you know some of the younger kids can't ride a 20 inch bmx bike so we're going to get two little ones and two big ones and have four lucky kids hopefully win a bike this year that's amazing we're talking to racing jason bush now a lot of these things can't happen without sponsors so let's take a minute and thank your sponsors yeah i gotta thank bush brothers tire service without them i definitely wouldn't be racing still they're a great support and have been supporting my racing 
since we started. Uh, Burkett Building and Design, Stall Plumbing, Heating and Air Conditioning, ACS Hobbies in Monroeville, Pennsylvania, Triangle Bar and Grill in Swissville, Iron City Promotions, Lucci's Collision Center, Conley Lawn Care, and Colgan Towing. Without all these guys' help, I sure would not be able to do this. Well, one of the things I always enjoyed when I would uh, visit your crew, first of all, seeing the crew, and then finding out if I was going to get a little bit of that triangle uh, hoagie, which was just outstanding. And I, I would highly recommend anybody in Swissville, if you want to get one of the best hoagies you ever had, you need to be at the Triangle Bar and Grill. They're just amazing. They've been around a long time, huh? Yeah, they've been around since, uh, I believe, the, the current family, uh, the Crombies, Tom Crombie, the owner, He, his father originally bought it in 1982, I believe. So they've been going since 1982. They've been a sponsor of mine since I started on my Dirt Modified in 1995. And then previously with that, they were with my uncle, on a senior series car in the early 90s. Just an amazing group of people. Speaking of amazing people, let's talk about the crew and the people that help uh, make 42 go around. Yeah, I got my uh, my dad, Marty. He helps me out. Uncle Paul, he's there every week. And I got to thank my wife. She, uh, she comes every week, and without her support and letting me do this, it, it's great to have that kind of support from from your wife the woman in the, on the team whether it's mom sister wife girlfriend that is the glue that holds the whole team together i've said it so many times people are tired of hearing it but if you don't have that key individual on the right page it's never going to happen well jason i want to thank you for being with us wish you good luck for 2022 and uh win some races that's our goal. We did a lot of work on the uh, car in the off season, and uh, we're looking to find Victory Lane again this year, hopefully. Thanks again. Thank you. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, 
you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Joining us is the driver of the number 48 super late model, Colton Flinner. Colton, I've had an opportunity the last three weeks to watch you run at Port Royal out on Flow Racing. And the 48 has been hooked up like I've never seen it hooked up. It's one of those things that as when you work on the car each and every week, that car, it was pretty clean when I saw it come up from Saturday. And I guess you don't even want to touch it because you've been the dominant car. And with that being said, in your wildest dreams, you know, it took you a while to win your first one at Port Royal. But to win three in a row in, in the fashion that you did. And, you know, and in between that, uh, picking up a UMLS race there against some of the best in that particular area, it's been a great start to 2022. Yeah, it's been a dream come true season so far. I mean... Dad and I, we've done our homework big time over the winter, and I just strive to be a very competitive driver week in and week out, and to start the season 3 for 3 at Port means a lot to me, and I just hope we have continued success everywhere we go this year. Well, with the victory this past Saturday, not only was it three in a row, but it also gave you an opportunity to get a guaranteed starting spot in this coming uh, this weekend that's coming up as we're doing this interview, Lucas Oil Race. And I heard your victory lander here. You said that you would want to earn your way in, which every driver would want to do that. But just if something strange happens, you have that. There is a, a nest, little nest egg. Yeah, I mean, it's great to have that as a as a provisional to fall back on them that I won last week say something silly would happen but uh I just really want to go out there and do what I've been doing the last three weeks and be extremely competitive and you never know I, I could be that underdog and win the race this Sunday I mean that's what I'm dreaming of and praying for all this week and man I mean to win that race on Sunday would be a total dream come true and I feel like this is the best chance I've had in a really long time to be this competitive in a Lucas Oil race 
I think the thing that's also nice, Colton, is the fact that you, your dad and the crew, whoever goes out, this isn't a, a short drive. It's a three and a half hour drive out there. And this is your like number four that you've raced out there. You finished, I think, third in the championship the past couple years. And I think the fans are now, they're Colton Flinter fans out in central PA. So, you know, we think about what you have back here in western PA, but now you're gathering that following in central PA. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. The central PA fans, they're a great group of people. I mean, they cheer for me left and right on every given Saturday or Sunday whenever Port races. I mean, the last couple of days have been, or weeks been Sunday. But uh, I just really hope I can make them guys proud on Sunday and give them a hometown favorite and win the Lucas race for them guys. Listeners, if you're just joining in, we're talking to Colton Flinner, and we've been talking about his recent success. And Colton, you know, I've known you for quite some time, and I'm not brash around you. I, I tell you good and bad, and I've always told you, you know, you need to stay off the top of the wall. You need to stay off the top of the wall, wherever it is at. And so far this year at Port, and I, it, I was thinking about that during your interview in Victory Lane, and the announcers there, the old Colton Flutter would be knocking down the wall. And, and this year, and again, maybe it's the homework that you and, and your dad did over the winter, but that car now, at least for the first three weeks, now we got a whole season ahead, it can run the bottom in the middle. And in any racetrack, if you're able to do that, now the high side at certain tracks will gain you momentum. But you also pay the price where if you bobble, you're into the wall and then your race is over. But, you know, your car has just been, and we'll have to tell the listeners, you got multiple cars and names for each car. And this car has just been... Honestly, what's probably won you the race in the first five laps is your ability to run through the middle and at the bottom. Yeah, over the winter, we've been really focusing on trying to run through the middle, bottom. I mean, I strive to be like guys like Brandon Overton or Jonathan Davenport, and you very rarely see them guys run the top of the racetrack anymore. They're usually through the bottom or middle, and they're so fast through there, too, and their cars come back in one piece. And now I'm the one fixing the car when I wreck it, so I try not to wreck it that much anymore. I try to keep the quarter panel and deck on because that's less work I got to do during the week and more time I get to spend with my daughter. You know, speaking of the car, traditionally in your early career when it was just you and your dad, and we're going to get into the Johnny Johnson partnership, but you ran Rockets. And then about two years ago, you made the decision to jump into the Longhorn. And a lot of the guys on the National Touring Series now that have run Rockets, a lot of jump back and forth. But it seems like you've found a lot of success with the, the Longhorn chassis. Yeah, the Longhorn chassis, they're... Uh, great chassis that fits my driving ability, I think. I mean, there's nothing against Rocket Chassis. Steve Baker, Mark Richards, they're both great people. And if they were uh, with me for since day one, and they've helped me tremendously in my racing career. But the Longhorn Chassis, it just it really fits my driving style, and I feel so much more comfortable in it. And, I mean, to be a race car driver, you got to feel comfortable in what you're driving to succeed. And I hear that, uh, you know, we can relate to Ken Sheldon Brand up at Lernerville. He was a longtime Rocket 
racer and he went into a longhorn a couple of years ago and you know he's picked up you know he's picked up two championships until you picked it up this past year and again you have to feel comfortable in the car and, and one advantage that you have and we'll get into that a little bit later in the interview is you not only have one you have a stable of longhorns and that's nice because you can then designate i have a, a car that i feel comfortable at port royal and then i'll take another car i'm going to run that it may be an intermediate to a shorter track and then that's a big advantage yeah having multiple cars is a good thing sometimes it's stressful because that's twice the amount or three times the amount of work that i gotta do during the week but uh that's what me and my uh, car owner john johnson always say that i always have a favorite car after i win so right now my favorite car is the carbon one winning with a port but one thing about Longhorn is all their cars are very well put together and they're all really consistent cars and most of them drive the same but there's always that one freak chassis that is an unbelievable car and I feel like that's the car I have right now that I keep winning with. Yeah, sometimes you might have a chassis that's multiple years old, and it just seems no matter what you do to it, even if you maybe have a little oops and you have to you know bend something, it it's there, it's consistent, and. And that's a great feeling as a driver because you don't want that where you have to jump into a, a, a secondary car that you have that you're really not that familiar with. I mean, if you would at this point in time have to jump in, you had Johnny Garvin drive on one of your cars. Now, that's, that's a Longhorn car. You may have driven it out at Port at one time, but right now, the one with the, the white decking, and well, you can tell the listeners what the name of her she is, uh, it's just right now working for you. Yeah, that car is unbelievable. Uh, the car that actually John Garvin raced that on Sunday, I raced that car multiple times there last year, but it was actually mostly my Lernerville car last year, which it was a really good car, and that's probably the car that John's actually going to race all year at Lernerville is the purple frame car, which that one stroke race. So there, listeners, there's a little scoop. If you don't know, John Garvin will be back, I guess, in the familiar for. For Jay, he'll be running at Lernerville, and it will be kind of a uh, an effort, you know, with Colton Flinter Racing. But listeners, what we're going to do is we're going to pause for a commercial message, and we'll be back shortly. Race fans, if you're headed to Lernerville on a Friday night and need to fill your cooler, check out our friends at On Point Beer Distributor at 154 Freeport Road in Butler. They're just a 10-minute ride south on 356 to Lernerville Speedway. If you're headed north on 356, it's only 10 minutes from the Speedway. Racers know that there's nothing nicer than a cold beer after the races. If your cooler is empty on the way to the track, please support this veteran-owned local business. On Point Beer is excited to provide Butler and the surrounding areas with great service and even better beer. Stop by and check out this selection at On Point Beer. 154 Freeport Road in Butler. If you're looking for Saturday night entertainment, look no further than Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, home of Dirt Racing's Monster Half Mile, located in Imperial, Pennsylvania. Whether you're a lifelong race fan or looking for a night of fun for the whole family, PPMS has you covered. Find us on Facebook for information regarding our jam-packed 2022 schedule, which includes the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pittsburgher 100, the Juke George Steel City Classic, the Ed Laboon Memorial, and much, much more. Once again, that's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, ppms.com. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. 
Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Listeners, we're back from our break, and joining us is Colton Flinter, the driver of the number 48 Super Late Model. And Colton, I honestly have to say, from a racing fan and someone in the media, you are probably, at least in western Pennsylvania right now, the hottest driver out there. And again, we talked about in the first part of the interview how hard you and your dad worked, you know, over the winter. But, you know, making the trips out to Port Royal, you you ran there the last three years the last two years you finished third in points the one year you were leading up to a couple weeks and you've made it no clear to everybody that it, it's your goal like it was last year in john johnson's that you want the point championship at port royal speedway but in addition to that you're also You've thrown your hat in this year. Uh, now that Max Blair's out of there and not dominating the series, that gives a lot of opportunity for some of the guys. You're going to actually try to run for the UMLS championship as well. Yeah, this year we're going to run for the UMS championship and see how that goes. Uh, we're actually going to run for rookie of the year also, and I'm racing for rookie of the year against uh, Kyle Lee, and then I think it's me, Jared, and Kyle Lee in the points uh, so far. We haven't started off the greatest in the OMS with uh, not two very good finishes at Williams Grove, but we have a win at Port. So we got a, we got our game separate game up a little bit to catch Jarrett Miley. He's had some pretty strong, consistent finishes, but uh, he'll have that now and then. I mean, but if every race would be at Port Rural, we'd probably be really good. But we'll get our program even better at the other racetracks, and we're, I think we'll be really strong this year. I think what every driver needs, Colton, and, and, and you know, an exception, you're you're comfortable at Pittsburgh, you're comfortable at Lernerville, you're comfortable at Port Royal. When you get to these tracks, like a, a Sealings Grove or a Williams Grove or a track where you've never been to before, it takes a special person to make that adjustment. Uh, some drivers... And I don't know how the, the professional guys do it because they, like, I don't know if they just, just because they're, they do it for a living and they're in the car constantly, but it seems they, they never go to a track. They see there and they're within tenths off of a track record. Uh, Jonathan Davenport or a Kyle Larson or a Brandon Shepard. And again, that's going to help you because it's going to open your broaden your horizon to get better in every track because you know I, even before the interview I, we were discussing your races at you know Williams Grove and I knew that was going to be a difficult track for you because it's something that you're not real comfortable with you haven't seen it but yet you know, now you go to Port Royal and, and you're just lights out there yeah Williams Grove it was a very strange track I 
honestly, I was looking forward to going there, racing there. I mean, that the World of Outlaw Sprint Car game that they used to have in 2002, I used to play that all the time and always said, man, Royce and Williams Grove would be an awesome feeling. But as of right now, I could care less to go back to Williams Grove because I really struggled there. And it's just one of those tracks that I just, I just don't like and doesn't fit my driving style, but I need, if I'm going to continue to run UMS for years to come or even Outlaws or Lucas, they go to Williams Grove and I need to obviously step my game up there and make myself a better driver and not make mistakes like I did the first night or the second night and figure it out. Cause I mean, if I want to be a successful race car driver, like a lot of these big name guys are, they adapt to the racetracks really quick and that's what I need to do. You know, we, we talk about Port and we talk about some of the other tracks. And, and this year, and maybe we're just going to touch on this maybe for 30 seconds, this drop roll, which, you know, I had the opportunity to watch you go through the scale. And then they pull out and then immediately, you know, they jack, you know, a car gets jacked up. They're putting a, uh, a metal thing underneath and they're trying to, to see that. And I know Alex Free ran it a couple weeks ago and he got burned by it and, it and they make it very specific and no matter what series it is they've kind of adopted this which is a good role across all the series across this across the country yeah i mean i don't mind the role i mean rules are rules and we gotta f- follow them i mean if we want to race we gotta follow by the rules and it's honestly it's 50 inches but they give you an inch tolerance to 51 so i mean they're already giving you an inch leeway so I just got to make sure you're in that window of 50-51, and uh, it's not a bad roll. I mean, it doesn't really seem to affect the car. I was nervous all winter long about it, but after racing the first couple of races this year and all through Florida, it really doesn't affect the car. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, just briefly your, your history, and we're not going to get into the whole thing, but you, know, you were a two-time uh, Cray Lake model champion at Pittsburgh, and then you finally persevered last year uh probably should have been two in a row at lernerville but we've talked about that but you finally got that that was something that you your dad and john johnson wanted to accomplish and that's the next person we're going to talk about is john johnson now we all we know he's river salvage and all this stuff but the opportunity that he has provided you and your dad the last three years now yes is he a sponsor yes but he's way more beyond that because in, in, in any racer's wildest dreams, they would love to have what Colton and Mark Flinner have. That's for sure. I thank John every morning I wake up. I mean, he's made took my racing career to a whole new level. And uh, if it wasn't for him, I don't know if I'd honestly be racing anymore with the cost of everything. And, uh, I mean, the economy isn't the greatest right now. And uh, he's given me the all the equipment i need to run at a high tier level and be competitive and i just strive to make sure i make him proud and my dad proud you know we and we talk about that you know this year the 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 thing is cost i mean the tracks are doing their part to try to raise the purses somewhat but you know you can't make the fans pay too much but again you know for you guys and you know we're as we're doing the interview i'm sitting here i'm looking at your your toter home your double stacker you know you told me and you just you know maybe tell the listeners you know you make a trip to port royal it's a three-hour trip but you, you better do well because this little thing's drinking some fuel and it's costing you some money to go down the road 
That's for sure. I mean, no matter if I won the first three weeks or not, I mean, as of now, our tires are up to $230 a piece. I just learned this week that I only get five tires per month on my tire deal, which my tire deal ain't even that great anymore because of the way the economy is and then the fuel price and the toter. I mean, it costs us $700 a week to go to Port Royal and back. And then the cost of racing fuel, it's went up astronomically. So, I mean, the cost is killer, but winning, it makes it better, but it doesn't make it better because you're still not breaking even by no means, unless you're going to win a huge Lucas race, which, hey, maybe I'll do that someday. Hey, dreams are always there. I mean, like we said at the beginning of the interview, you know, you were hoping to get one win at Port, and you, you did that last year, and now you've had three in a row. But through all of this, one of the things that I've ha- I've noticed is there's an addition to the pit crew a couple of years ago, and it's you have to say it's a proud moment because I remember when Letty was a baby, and you know, with the she still got the dark hair. That's that's obviously from the Flinter side of the family, and I think it's on Casey's side, but it's has to be so satisfying because I see your dad and when your mom's there and I see Casey to have her in victory lane you kept saying I, I want to have her in victory lane at Lernerville I want to have her victory lane at Port we got to work on with her holding the flag a little bit but it just has to be that much more special as a dad to have her there and to be a part of it uh, it's definitely a really proud dad moment I mean I love that little girl more than anything and uh she she's at that point of her age right now that she actually understands what I'm doing and where I'm going and she always asks me if she can come racing with daddy every weekend and I think that's the coolest thing in the world and she knows that I've been to victory lane the past three weeks which I think she's getting used to it so now I really gotta be good and win every week because I can't I don't want to let her down and I mean this is my job so I mean if I want to give her the best life she can I need to continue to have success and I honestly think that's why I've changed as a person because I don't want a real nine to five job I want to be a race car driver and I honestly I I want to give her the best life she can have so I need to win week in and week out and have great finishes. I know when we were trying to set this interview up, and listeners, sometimes Colton's hard to get a hold of, but uh, that's just that's just Colton, but that that's fine. But he goes, uh, we were messaging back and forth the other day, and he goes, I can't do it Tuesday because I got to take uh, Letty to go see the Easter Bunny, and so me is still being the big king. How did that go? Uh, she didn't like the Easter Bunny at all. It scared her. My or Casey had to hold her the whole time, even to get close to the Easter Bunny. But I was the same way when I was younger. That's why I was talking to my mom last night. And she said I was four or five by the time I even liked the Easter Bunny or Santa Claus. So she's got. She's not afraid of Victory Lane anymore. But the Easter Bunny will have to work on. Well, Colton, it's been wonderful chatting you here at the with you at the shop. Um, it's it's a. Uh, a Wednesday evening, and I know you got to get on with different things, but for myself and Dawn, what a great start to 2022. We're going to see you at Port. We know you're not going to be defending your championship at Lernerville. We, that was, we talked about that towards the end of last year. You're going to be there when you can be. Uh, I, I, I guess in spirit, you'll have John Garvin there. Uh, it's kind of like the, the, the team car. And um, you're going to experience some new tracks on uh, 
with, you know, molesting, and, and is there anywhere else you're going to run uh, when the outlaws and Luke, well, obviously, you know, Luke is coming into town a couple times this year along with the outlaws. Are you going to run with them? Yeah, when Lucas and the outlaws are close to home, I'll run with them, and there's one race that I'm 100% focused game on is the million i mean that'd be the coolest thing to make that race and that's my goal this year is to make the million and uh you, you never know if stranger things have happened i could be the million dollar man again or not again but like donnie moran but i mean that'd be cool but just to make that race would be i think a, a severe confidence booster to make the million dollar race because i guarantee you there's 100 200 cars there well, I, I watch a a a podcast or Facebook, whatever you want to call it, Hunt the Front, and they're a team just like you and your dad. It's brothers. I've had an opportunity to meet one of the brothers, and they've made the race, and dreams do come true, and it's just when you're competing against the best of the best, and there's no shame in finishing behind the Davenports, the Owens, the Larsons, the Shepherds, and I know that's what you're striving for, and this year, I see that in improvement in you there's been a lot of work done over the winter so again congratulations on three uh hopefully there'll be many many more coming the rest of the season colton thank you i really appreciate it and i couldn't do this with all my sponsors uh john johnson john's towing all american favorite framers randick towing river salvage 1800 get phil penske racing shocks cornet racing engine jake break customs aw Beatty career center uh, Jason Durham, Randy Weaver, and all the fans that stick behind me. I mean, you guys don't know how much it means to me to have a good fan base behind me, and I just hope to make you guys proud all year. Colin, we're talking about the fan base, and, th- and this will be it. Tell the listeners where they can follow Colton Flinner. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook, which is just Colton Flinner. I have a Twitter, which I think it's at Colton Flinner. I don't even remember. I barely use my Twitter. I mostly just use my Facebook. And uh, eventually I'm going to get a website and so you guys can follow where I'm going to race this year. Well, for myself, good luck this weekend at Port Royal Speedway. Make us proud. Thank you, and thank you for having me on. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Race fans, if you're headed to Lernerville on a Friday night and need to fill your cooler, check out our friends at On Point Beer Distributor at 154 Freeport Road in Butler. They're just a 10-minute ride south on 356 to Lernerville Speedway. If you're headed north on 356, it's only 10 minutes from the Speedway. Racers know that there's nothing nicer than a cold beer after the races. If your cooler is empty on the way to the track, please support this veteran-owned local business. 
On Point Beer is excited to provide Butler and the surrounding areas with great service and even better beer. Stop by and check out this selection at On Point Beer, 154 Freeport Road in Butler. Listeners joining us now is Tom Lang, our drag racing expert. Tom, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Don. It's a pleasure to join you, as always. I think the pleasure is all mine. Hey, the NHRA was in Las Vegas last week for one of the more unique races on their schedule. Tell us about the four wide nationals. In the motorsports business, anyone who operates a racetrack is commonly referred to as a promoter. Now, many of these promoters are merely track operators, And then we have people like Bruton Smith, who's the quintessential promoter. When Bruton built Z-Max Dragway in Charlotte and the strip at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, he had the vision to make them both four-lane racetracks. Uh, Each of those tracks hosts two NHRA races per year. And of those four races, one at each track is a four-wide race and one a conventional two-lane race. When Bruton and the NHRA first put together the modern four-lane concept, it wasn't exactly welcomed with open arms by all of the drivers. The procedures for staging cars are more complicated when there are four lanes rather than two, so some of the racers were a little hesitant to uh, embrace the concept. Uh, A lot of the people in the sport considered it to be a gimmick. But like it or not, it's very hard to deny the appeal to spectators of four 10,000-horsepower nitro-burning machines on the track at one time. And as we have mentioned many times on the show, we're in the entertainment business. So the four-wide concept is here to stay, even if it's only two races per season. Uh, Last week, the NHRA was in Las Vegas for the first of two four-wide races for this season. In top fuel, Mike Salinas captured the number one qualifying spot with a 372, followed closely by Brittany Forrest's 373, Leah Pruitt at 374, and Justin Ashley also at 374. Two rounds of eliminations paired the field to four cars, and they were four powerhouse cars. Fours, who won the championship in 2017, four-time defending world champion Steve Torrance, eight-time champion Tony Schumacher, and Antron Brown, who has three championships to his credit. Uh, Torrance got off the line first, but his 375 at 326 mile per hour was no match for Brittany's 371 at a thundering 338 mile per hour, the second fastest speed in top fuel history. Both Brown and Schumacher experienced difficulties and fell back. It was the 12th career win for Force, first this season, and her second win in Ford wide competition. The win put Force just four points behind Torrance in the championship race. In Nitro Funny Cars, Ron Capps secured the top qualifying spot with a 388 at over 331 mile per hour. John Force was right on Capps' heels, also running a 388. Blake Alexander qualified third with a 391, and Capps' former teammate Matt Hagen took the fourth spot with a 392. 
when the final four rolled around, Caps and Hagen were among the four, along with Robert Height and the Lexus DeJoria. In an extremely close race, Caps earned his first win as a team owner with a 391 at over 331 mile per hour. Hagen ran right with Caps, but his 392 couldn't cover Ron's 391. Uh, Height got off the line first by just a few thousandths of a second, but he ran third with a 394, followed closely by DeJoria, who also ran 394. Uh, Matt Hagen... uh, Matt Hagen leads Height in the points by just nine, with Caps third, 40 points behind Hagen. Four-time Pro Stock World Champion Erica Enders came into the race with 34 career wins, eight of them in Las Vegas, and two four-wide wins, one at Vegas and one at Charlotte. Enders qualified fourth with a 666. She trailed Aaron Stanfield, who took the top spot with a 664. Greg Anderson was third with a, or a second with a 665, and Bo Butner was third, 666. Of the top four qualifiers, Enders was the only one still in the race when the cars pulled into the lanes for the final round. When the tree flashed green, Christian Quadra drilled the light with a stellar 005 reaction time. Erica wasn't far behind with an 019, and her 666 overpowered Quadra's 670. Mason McGaha was quicker then Quadra running 668, but he was late at the line, finished third. Uh, Dallas Glenn's car broke right at the head of the throttle. He finished fourth. Uh, Stanfield leads the points by just three over-enders. Uh, Glenn is in third, trailing Stanfield by over 70 points. Well, Tom Lang, I got a little backstory on the four-lane drag strip at Charlotte. Don and I camped in that area when we had our motor home. And when they decided they were going to build the drag strip, the politicians said, okay. Well, then I don't know what the pressure was to change their mind, but then they said, no, you can't do that. So Bruton Smith said, fine, I'll take all my races from Charlotte and I'll move them to another track. Well, try to imagine the economic impact on that time if he moves all his NASCAR stuff somewhere else. So the bottom line was they threw all of those people out of office. It cost them $40 million in tax revenue, uh, tax relief, and uh, they had to name the highway Bruton Smith Boulevard. But they finally got it built, and uh, we were there when they were doing the construction. It was just a wonderful project, and we got to see it as it uh, came to fruition. And uh, like his many NASCAR tracks, the two drag strips owned by uh, Bruton Smith are absolutely jewels in the sport of drag racing. There is high-class, well-thought-out venues as there are in the sport, and I know the drag racers love going to Bruton Smith's tracks, and uh, he's kind of had a history of success everywhere he's gone, hasn't he? Yes, and the story gets even better. When they were having the grand opening of the four lanes, the media was all uh, in, a, uh, in the media room at the, at the drag strip. And on the uh, TV, they had John Force talking about this. And it was 
pretty nice. He's going through the whole thing, and we're all sitting around having coffee and donuts and whatever. And finally, John says, that's enough. I'm out of here. And he come busting through the door into the media room. He was actually in the next room, and he was playing with us. And just like Bruton Smith, John Force is a showman. He knows how to put on a show, and uh, that's why he's been a fan favorite for so long. Besides the fact he's the all-time winningest driver in the sport of drag racing. But uh, like we said, we're in the entertainment business, and the people that know how to entertain the fans are the ones who succeed. The NH. Are a national events generally have 10 or more classes competing. Do all of the classes compete in the four-wide format? Uh, no, Don. Uh, when they first brought out the four-wide deal, only the pro classes competed four-wide. Now, the top alcohol dragsters and top alcohol funny cars also compete four-wide because they also run in a heads-up, first-to-the-finish-line wins format. Although the Pro Stock Motorcycles and Pro Mods did not race at Vegas, when they run the four-wide race at Charlotte, those two classes also run four-wide. Uh, the remainder of the NHRA Sportsman classes race in a variety of uh, dial-in, uh, handicap start, or breakout format. So they still race in the familiar two-car format because uh, the powers that be feel that trying to run them four-wide would be very detrimental to those styles of racing. So uh, those uh, classes all race in the two-car format. At Vegas, Joey Severance took the win in Top Alcohol Dragster. Uh, Doug Gordon scored the win in Top Alcohol Funny Car. Uh, Ed Olpen carried the winner's trophy home in Top Sportsman. Uh, Ryan Pretty drove his altered Camaro to the win in Competition Eliminator. A super gas saw Damon Bustamante take the win. Allison McCone was the winner in Super Comp. Super Comp, or Super Stock, was won by Justin Lamb. And Ryan McClanahan was the last man standing in Stock Eliminator at Vegas. Tom, as usual, outstanding report. Uh, I really like the four lane thing. We got to see some of that when when we were at the uh, grand opening. And like you said, Bruton Smith uh, and, and uh, his son Marcus, uh, they got it figured out, and everything they touch turns to gold. Well, some people have that talent, and uh, those are two people that certainly do. I thank you for an excellent report. Okay, we'll talk to you next week, Don. Thank you. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. 
You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Fans, joining us now is Kale Schwartzmiller, 14 years old, goes to Montour High School. He's a freshman, and he's about to embark on the biggest move in his racing career. Kale, good evening. How are you? I'm good, Don. How are you? Good. Uh, big deal coming up this year. Let's talk about uh, what the plan is. Um, so this year, we're going to be moving into the uh, Great Late Model. Um my dad has raced it for the past couple of years, uh, and he finally gave the seat over to me, so i uh, really looking forward to it. Well, he's been involved with all your racing, the go-karts, the micros, everything you did. I've had the chance to see you uh, up at the uh, Speedway, and I think this was Slippery Rock, saw you win a couple races up there. So you definitely have the seat time in the smaller vehicles. And I have found over the years that anybody that's really good in a cart usually translates pretty well in the big cars. Case in point, uh, Dave Blaney, uh, Mark Flick. I mean, you you name it. These these guys are good. It must be the hand-eye coordination. I don't know. But let's talk a little bit about the car. Now, is this the car that Dad raced last year? Yes, it's the same car. Um, it's a 2016 XR1. Um, it's the 604 Rush Crate. So, uh, yeah, it's the same car he's ran for the past couple of years. Now, um, if you uh, adjust to this quickly and you start doing better than Dad, uh, how's that going to go down? 
Um, I think he'll be happy. He's always been uh, so supportive of me and everything I've done. And uh, so I think he'll be excited for me at the end of it. Yeah, he's a pretty good guy. I watched him win a lot of races at Pittsburgh. Now, the next question is, uh, will that be your main track, or do you plan to go other places? Um, so starting out this year, we just plan on getting seat time as much as we can. Um, so I think we're going to be racing Latrobe uh, on a weekly basis more. And then um, end of season, if we start getting a little better with some more seat time, try to venture out to some other tracks. Well, now, you mentioned seat time, so I want to talk about the seat. Dad's a little bit bigger than you and a little bit taller. What kind of modifications are you going to need to make to the car? Um, so we, we haven't had made too many besides, besides the seat. Um, luckily for me, I was, I was gifted long legs, so uh, I, I fit with the pedals right now. We did have to put a new seat in, uh, much smaller than his. So there's a little bit of room in the cockpit and stuff like that, but yeah. Good. Now, taking all your years from when you started, how many years have you been racing? Um, racing and driving, I've been doing it about seven years. Um, mm-hmm. But being involved, it's been since the day I was born, so 14 years uh, involved in it. So early on, you were a mud scraper. Yes, I was. <laughs> that's, that's how most of the sons get started. Uh, what do you like best about racing? Um, I said the thing I like best about racing is just the feeling of, of being successful and getting a win and uh, being able to celebrate with your friends and family. And then the friendships that you make throughout racing that can last a lifetime. Uh, there's friends I've made from when my dad raced at Mercer in Pittsburgh, and I still talk to them on a daily basis. So it's, it's the friendships that you can make through it. Your racing family is a big family, and it's some of the greatest people in the world. I mean, in my career of teaching, all the different things I did, the best friends I have, I met at the races. Um, I'll ask you this one. What's the toughest part about racing, whether it's in the carts or whether it's going to be in the late model? Um, I say the toughest part, um, to me, I have my, I hold myself to very high expectations of myself. So when I go in there and I, I'm not successful, it's tough for me to, to accept that. Um, that's a big part that I have to get better at. And then it's just the long nights you have with it. Um, it's a lot of hard work, but in the end, it always pays off. Let's go back to your previous racing. What was your most memorable moment when you were in the carts or the micros? Um, so my most memorable moment would probably have to be my dad won the uh, inaugural Ed, Ed LeBoo Memorial Race. Um, it's really my first memory I have of racing. Uh, I, there's been the picture that I'm in Dick's Lane with him and I'm on his shoulders uh, holding the check. So that's always kind of been a viv- uh, vivid memory uh, of racing for me. That's a big deal. How about your most embarrassing moment you would like to forget about? Um, so this is a this is a good one. Um, I think it was probably 2016. I would say uh, I had just won a race out at Schaefer Speedway, and uh, we do a victory lap out there with the checkered flag. And um, I was coming around turn four, and I was holding the flag over my shoulder. And it ended up getting caught in my chain, and I completely shredded the checkered flag uh, during a victory lap. And it was really embarrassing, um, but it was a good laugh at the end of it. You know, I've heard a lot of answers to that question, but that's the first time I ever heard anybody shredding the checkered flag. That's that's pretty unique. (laughs) It was embarrassing for sure. 
obviously your goals you want to be successful at doing this um, the turnaround time and the seat time is just going to be something that you have to be comfortable with a little bit when you get a chance fans if you're just joining us we're talking to 14 year old kale schwartzmiller he's going to be driving the number 28 crate late model starting out at pittsburgh now, to do this, Kill, uh, it takes a lot of help, a lot of financial help. How about if we mention your sponsors? Well, I'd have to thank SK Rodden, MPI Steering Wheels, Walker Air Filtration, Z-Max Oil Products, K1 Race Gear, Schwarzman Ground Maintenance, Alternative Power Sources, Steel City Mower and Plow, Animal Graphics, Berg Dental, Joe Lockhart of Ultra Graphics, Total Image Autosport, Classic Inc., J.R. Hall Excavating, Aladdy X, Aladdie Excavating and KBR Racing. That's a pretty impressive list of sponsors. So right from the get-go, you're and and you do a nice interview. I mean, a lot of times I talk to people, they're imming and on and saying, you know, you know, you know. But you're pretty smooth. So if your driving's as smooth as you're talking, you're going to be okay. How, oh, thank you very much. How about your pit crew? I have to thank Michael Tinney, uh, Rick Rufinac, Chris Alerno, Cal Lucon. Matt Koss and Jimmy Stewart. Now, I met you down at the uh, dirt track last year, and that, I guess that was when Kyle Lucon was first getting involved as a mentor. Boy, you couldn't have a better guy helping working with you. Absolutely not. Um, Kyle has been great for me so far. Um, we've been spending a lot of time out there at his shop with them, and I've learned a lot so far. Um, one thing I'm not so I'm not super pleased with uh, growing up. I never really knew much about setting up the cars or working on them other than tires and stuff like that. So it's been a big learning curve uh, trying to learn what certain parts do and how to change stuff. And so far, Kyle's been phenomenal with uh, really helping me learn and moving at my own pace with everything. Well, if you think about his success, his resume is pretty good. So you're on the right page there. Uh, we're Absolutely. We're coming up on a commercial break. Uh, any closing thoughts? Um, I just have to thank my mom, uh, my dad, my sister Rachel, uh, Jake Gunn, Kyle Lucon, uh, Keith and Brody Orvet, and then Sylvan Easler. Um, if it wasn't for Sylvan, I, I would be nowhere near where I am today. Uh, it was really him that I have to thank for even getting involved in racing. Um, one day we were at Slipper Rock Racing and said, you want to start this? So he set me up with a cart, suit, everything about it. So uh, it's a huge thanks to him for everything. He's an amazing man, and if I took time to mention everybody that he helps, I'd have to make this a four-hour show. He's just an incredible, <laughs> incredible guy, and it just—he helps us out. Okay, well, I want to thank you for being with us. I know uh, it's, it's a great interview, and uh, look forward to your success and some good news from Pittsburgh. And thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you for having me on. Very much. This portion of today's program is brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. 
When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George Steel City Classic and the two-night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed LeBoo Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobby Stock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. You know he always got an extra pack of cigarettes rolled up in his t-shirt sleeve. He got a tattoo on his arm, I said, baby, he got another one that just say, hey, whatever Sunday afternoon is a dirt track, demon in a 57 Chevrolet. Before we go to Stephen Sheltman's interview, he wanted to mention a new sponsor. Last season, Cheplick Packing was very involved in the Josh Langer Memorial Race at Pittsburgh, and Stephen Sheltman wants to welcome them as a new sponsor. Cheplick Packing offers a full line of processing services on site. If you want to have a pig roast or a party, they do all the work. You can just pick up the products. They're hot and ready to serve. Cheplick Packing is a full-service butcher shop serving customers since 1950. If you need any of their products, give them a call at 724-348-7094. That number again is 724-348-7094. And welcome to Race Team 17. All right, fans, up next is Stephen Sheltman. Stephen, good evening. How are you? Good, Don. How are you? Good. Local boy does well down at Bristol for the Carl Customs Bristol Dirt Nationals. That's a lot of information to cover. Let's just 
pick it up from there. When did you, not your, sec- your second year, when did you decide to get down? Uh, last year when uh, we went down, we had a lot of fun, and we got a little bit of a, a tip from the promoter running it that they were going to open it up to two weeks and have a bunch of different classes. So we just started getting prepared ahead of time, and we knew we were going from the minute we left the first time. And how, were you down there for the whole two weeks? We were down there for about two days of the first week. We were watching my friend Dustin Viss and the uh, stock cars run, and just to watch the track and get a little bit of information, and we stayed for the whole second week. We were down there about nine, ten days. And you made the show with all those cars from all over the country. You know, you've been successful on the asphalt, you've been successful on the dirt, and in this situation, you were running dirt on an asphalt track, so that's kind of an interesting scenario. Let's talk about uh, from your Start with your first time out on the track and pick it up from there. Uh, first time out on the track, it was, uh, it was a little intimidating. I mean, when we're sitting in lineup and you see these cars in our division that look like late models, <laughs> and you talk to some of these guys and they say they have forty, fifty thousand $50,000 in just a roller, and you have your uh, 20-year-old Motor Drum Charger car that was built in 1999, uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's a little intimidating, but... Uh, with the uh, AJ Poljack engine and uh, Greg Beach setup, I felt uh, as confident as ever to give everything I had, and it was enough to make the show in the end. Well, probably two of the best guys in dirt racing with your setup and your engine. Uh, I've watched both of them work, and they're they're outstanding. Now I understand that you also had some other Pittsburgh people helping you out. Bring me up to speed on that. Yeah, we uh, in our little corner we did the. Parking on the drag strip, uh, I had uh, Paul Koffler and his son and his family there parked two or three down from us. And then right next to me, I had Derek Quigley and his wife Sandy and his dad and a couple of people in their group. And then on the other side of me, I had Frank, Kelly McGill, Tony, Frankie, uh, had a Dan Horhut. There's a couple people in their group, Seth Rowan and their uh, his son Maddox. I mean, it was all of a... There was a bunch of the Pittsburgh boys that we stuck together down there. So it was almost like being home. It was. <laughs> the whole Half of the people on the drag strip from our track. Well, who was celebrating an anniversary down there? Uh, I think Frank and Kelly had their anniversary while they were down there. And then the first day we got there, they let us take pictures in front of the Bristol sign out front and by the time Frank and Kelly and Tony and Frankie got their cars down there, there was a, a wedding reception, so the McGills actually got to take their pictures with their cars and everything with the bride and the groom, which was actually kind of funny. That's amazing. They were jamming a lot of stuff into that nine or ten days that they were down there. Now, who who, uh, who, who got married? Uh, it was uh, an official, and actually it was the... <laughs> the tow truck drivers they're called the hook uh company and they nicknamed themselves the hookers so they said that the hookers got married 
<laughs> got a sense of humor. Fans, if, yeah. you're, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Stephen Shelpman, who made the big show uh, down at Bristol. Now, uh, with what you learned and how things went, uh, and running against these cars, now, these, these $20,000 rollers, were they called hobby stocks? Well, actually, the guys we were talking to, they got almost forty forty five thousand dollars in their rollers but yeah they uh they call them a street stock the crusa street stocks and when you read the rules like when frank and i talked to each other over the winter getting ready for bristol we felt like our hobby stocks were pretty close to that rule set and we felt like we had a chance to go down there to compete and possibly win and then when we got down there their cars are basically uh Crate late models on eight-inch tires with a four nine-inch rear end. So to make the show, these guys that saw what you were running, they had to be embarrassed. Uh, I'm sure some of them, if they knew what I had compared to what they had, they would be quite shocked and how close my lap times were to theirs. I mean, they were still light years ahead of me in, in the corners, but it was just one of them things where the motor and set up and everything was right and it was just enough to make the race well you made everybody back in western pennsylvania proud listeners we're talking to Stephen shelpman the driver of the number 17 uh is it too soon to talk about your plans for the new year uh we're probably going to do the same uh i got my dad's car fixed i'm probably going to run his car this year my car i hit 100 wins with it not all of mine but with all the previous owners and everything, and that was that was my goal. And that car's getting pretty old and tired. It still runs good, still handles good, but we're just gonna put that one back in the corner. And my dad and I are gonna share his car this year. And uh, with the cost of everything going up, we just figured downsizing the one car might uh, might be the best idea. Just to just take it easy. Well, the time that you will spend with dad is priceless and i say it all the time racing people they're the greatest people in the world and when you can spend all that time with family it doesn't get any better than that all right so you're gonna you two are gonna run uh, at pittsburgh now you uh, wrapped up the end of last year in september when you won the hobby stock invitational a little bit about that yeah that was uh that was a really special race for josh Langer and Kyle, who passed away a week or two before that, and uh, the the money and all that stuff doesn't mean anything to me. It was just the the honor to go out there and win for two people that everybody at that track knew and respected. And there was one person that had a bad thing to say about either of them. I'm pretty sure I can speak for everybody at that track when I say that those both dearly missed. So on a typical basis, when you and Dad are taking turns, how will you determine uh, who's going to run on a, a certain night? Well, I'm probably going to run most of them, and if there's a couple weeks where we both run, both want to run, we'll take both of them out. But most of the time, it will just be one of us running. And there's a couple weeks that I won't be there with the military and the reserves and stuff. And those will be the weeks that my dad will probably be running for me. Sounds like a perfect plan. Yeah, it's an economical plan, and with him getting more involved in his business and me getting more involved with it, 
working towards taking it over from him one day. Racing's a little bit harder to get two cars ready during the week when you got so much going on, and you got to take care of what pays the bills first before you go have fun. Well, you bring up a good point, paying the bills. Let's talk about the people that are sponsoring your team. Oh, I have, I got to thank my dad and my mom first and foremost. My dad helps pay for a lot of what I don't pay for, even though I try to do as much as I can myself. Uh, My mom for letting my dad and I take off to Bristol for nine days and leaving her at home and taking care of the pets and my sister and all that. But uh, also my dad's cousin Donnie lets us do all of our racing stuff he's a part owner in the company as well uh, Keystone Coach Works I gotta thank Greg Beats at Narky Customs he, uh, he was almost like a mobile technician for me while I was down in Bristol I'd call him and he'd be asking me what the car's doing and he was just a good hand to lean on down there um, AJ Poljack for my engines he built me a real good Bristol engine and uh, it had great power and I was competitive uh, Walt Gregg at Wetchco Welding he bought our uh, he bought us a new 36 foot enclosed trailer this year and he fitted it with a winch and did all kinds of stuff with us and with the cost of everything buying us a trailer that was, that was a pretty big investment and I my dad and I both really appreciate it uh, Anthony Passatore he let us borrow his truck, his trailer, and his side-by-side to go down to Bristol. Um, my one sponsor, Keith Hurley at Hurley Builders, he went down and he cooked for us every night, and he helped us out in the pits, and he spent the whole week with us. Uh, Jeff Pellets at Braun Ability, Maple's Auto Body, they've been with me ever since I started racing, and they're cousins on my dad's side. Um, Tom Anton and the Antons and Jefferson Hills Lawn Equipment, they bought a bunch of tires for me to go down to Bristol. Uh, Frank McGill, Kelly, and Frankie and Tony, they helped me out down there with parts that I needed and let me borrow a gear to go out and run. Uh, Seth Rowan and his little son Maddox, they helped me out. South Park used cars. Bob and Jane Hamitsky and my grandparents for supporting me as well. Sounds like it was a lot of good people and a lot of fun. And uh, I'm sure that those high-dollar guys are shaking their head when they say, what the heck is this guy doing? And he's in the show. Um, any closing thoughts? Is there anything you'd like to add? Um, no, I think that's about it. I just uh, want to thank everyone that supports me. And uh, Bristol was the time of my life. It was it was a lot of money, but it was worth every penny to make all the memories with my dad and everyone that supports me. Well, Stephen Sheltman, I thank you for being with us. It looks like 2022 is going to be a good year. You have a nice evening. Thank you. You too. This portion of today's program was brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. 
The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. Thanks for tuning in to Rappin' on Racing. I'm Lenny Baticki. Coming up next, a recording we did for PRN's At The Track. Check it out. Show your relentless passion for grassroots racing with a PRN's At The Track hoodie or t-shirt. Available now at ljdesigns.net. Welcome back to PRN's At The Track. Joining us now on the ProFabrication.com hotline, fresh off of his Rush Series victory, down at the Bad Bull Ring at Tyler County, West Virginia, Michael Doritsky from Pennsylvania. Hey, Mike. Um, or Michael, because I, I know Dad's Mike. Uh, so uh, talking to the younger of the Doritskys, uh, you know, what what has been this speed? You won at Georgetown just a few weeks ago, and now here, the, the season coming to a, a good start right away. Uh, have you got your finger on why that is? I was just putting a lot of a lot of time and work into the car over the winter, just trying to get better. We figured we'd go down to Georgetown for the first race of the year, and because last time we went there, we struggled. So we went back this year and with a different setup, and it just hit right on. And then it just carried into Tyler County just the same way for the second race of the year. And both races were crate races? Yeah, they are both crate races. Michael Doritsky on the ProFabrication.com hotline winner Georgetown and over at uh, Tyler County, West Virginia. Now, I remember seeing you a lot uh, at Dog Hollow through the year and running the uh, the Rush Tour uh, when you when you finished the season, was it something you, you started making a checklist or even during last season and saying, when we get enough time, we want to doctor a little bit of this or that? How does that process go to where when everything calms down, you know, October, November, then you start, um, you know, looking for things to make you better in the next season? What was your plan of operation at that point? Well, we just figured we just regroup and uh, just go over the whole car and just check everything there, make sure everything was good and then. I started to concentrate more on shocks and springs and stuff and uh, just trying to get better like that. And then we picked out a few tracks where we struggled at last year and we planned on hitting them right off the bat. That way we can try to get a little bit better for when the tour comes back around. Michael Doritsky on the ProFabrication.com hotline won the Rush Tour event at Tyler County, West Virginia last weekend. And speaking of ProFabrication, headers exhaust all the parts and pieces that go with it just a click of a mouse away at ProFabrication.com. So when you're working on the car and such, uh, do you also on those tracks, I don't know whether every track on the Rush Tour was uh, iRacing-ish, but do you do any iRacing to pick up over the winter to help you with, uh, you know, hand-eye? 
No, I don't. I, but I've seen a lot of guys doing that. It looks like a good way to, to get an advantage on other drivers at the beginning of the season and stuff. You just jump right in the car and go. From what I could tell on your social media, the uh, you, you like to go outdoors, hunting, things like that over the winter. Did you do any you know, specific physical training to maybe help you be more in tune with the race car from a physical standpoint, weight lift, run, something like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but we've, I've been going to the gym all summer and stuff, and I do a lot of running and weightlifting. Uh, me and my fiance usually every morning, and I think that's really helped me out. Just like just endurance wise, I don't get wore out as easy when I'm racing. I can race hard all the whole time. Eating more of that yogurty stuff and things like that that the fiancés always want us to eat. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> Michael Doritsky on the ProFabrication.com hotline. Winner Tyler County, and on his way to being a winning husband. Uh, I understand over the winter as well from your social media that, uh, you know, there was a, a photo with a dog sweater. What's that about? Oh, yeah. My uh, my fiance every year for Christmas time, she makes us put like pajamas and stuff on. And uh, the dog has matching pajamas on in front of the tree and take pictures with us. Wow. The dog. So you, <laughs> you don't think any of your racing friends are hearing this, that they would ever go look that up, do you? <laughs> no, I'm sure they would. <laughs> Michael, they know they do the same thing, though. <laughs> of course. We got to take care of uh, the home fires and make sure that uh, those ladies that let us go to so many races that we all do are uh, feeling excited about uh, what they want us to do as well. Michael Doritsky on the ProFabrication.com hotline. So, uh, you know, is this wedding going to impact the uh, season or, or how do you how do you plan a wedding and go in all these races? Yeah, so it's gonna. I'm gonna miss one race, uh, probably up in Genesee with the Rush Tour because of the wedding. But I, I told her for the honeymoon, I said we gotta be back for the Pittsburgh race. So we're coming back a day early, so I can make sure I can be there to race the next weekend. See, that's good commitment on your part there. But I would suggest if you're gonna, you know, you could make Genesee and then go to Niagara Falls, right? Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea, too. <laughs> See, I, you know, I'm trying to help you have some good ideas uh, there. Michael Doritsky not, doesn't need any for me. He's a winning race <laughs> driver and well on his way to being a uh, great uh, first-year husband uh, to his uh, fiance Jenna. Um, so, you know, the racing-wise, let's get back to uh, some of that. With these victories and such, are you now targeting uh, the rush series again, or are you looking to go to other crate races and, you know, are we going to hear you making some noise elsewhere? Yeah, we're going to, uh, go with the rush series again this year. And then on their off weeks for some bigger paying shows around, I'm going to go down and hit some of them. I think one of our crew guys is talking about me. There's one, a bigger show down in like Mississippi or something he wants, wants to go to wow. or go down and try that again. So you've been to Mississippi to uh, oh, race? No, no, I've never been down there, but they want to go down and run that one. Okay, well, I saw yeah. you were at, I guess, Bristol last year for the big uh, show they had. Am I right? Yeah, we was on. Yeah, yeah, we was on there last year. That was a pretty cool experience going down there, even just making the show. Then we ended up finishing eleventh, at like a hundred and twenty some quarters. So yeah, that, that is- was that was a kind of a big deal. <laughs> I thought Michael Doritsky on the ProFabrication.com hotline. What will it take if if you do decide to go to uh, Mississippi? What what kind of preparation do you start trying to find YouTube videos of the place? Do you call <laughs> drivers that you know that might have been there? How how does that process work? Yeah, usually I'll watch videos and stuff just to see where the what the tracks like and what kind of line they're running, just to get an idea about setups and stuff. And usually I'll try to get a hold of somebody. That's ran there before. I'll call my engine builder, Mike Ingram, and he'll uh, try to find someone that races there weekly and try to get me a good idea on deer gear and setups and stuff. Well, you know, you're an outdoorsman. There might be deer hunting, too. 
Oh yeah, I thought about that. <laughs> you know, maybe uh, take the uh, the long rifle or or bow, whatever way you like to, and uh, you know, spend some uh, time in the woods between races and such. Michael Doritsky on the ProFabrication.com hotline, all around good guy, uh, a husband to be, and a winner at the Rush Series last weekend at West Virginia's Tyler County Speedway. Michael, when folks uh, you know want to buy a T-shirt, want to follow you on social media, where can they go to do that? Um, they can look me up on Facebook. I mean, uh, like my personal page is Michael Doritsky, and then my racing page is Mad Dog Motorsports. Um, and you'll see the picture of the red number 90 and stuff on the on the cover photo. They just shoot me a message. And we're working on a website now, but it's not up and running yet. Um, so if you want to get a T-shirt or just want to get a picture or just want to talk racing or something, just uh, shoot me a message. There you go. Mad Dog Michael Doritsky. On social media, our guest on the ProFabrication.com hotline. Thanks for joining us. Fans, stay with us. We'll be right back. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact fine. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, Give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Thanks for tuning in to Rapping on Racing. I'm Lenny Baticki. Coming up next, a recording we did for PRN's At the Track. Check it out. Welcome back to PRN's At the Track. Joining us now on the ProFabrication.com hotline. Driver, champion, 
and now promoter Kyle Larson joining us. And uh, Kyle, let's let's put the promoter hat right on right away. What race are you promoting? Uh, yeah, I'm promoting the Dirt Lane Model Race um, at Volunteer Speedway the Thursday night before we get things started on track at Bristol. So I, I felt like it was a really good opportunity to hopefully draw some NASCAR fans to potentially their first ever dirt race um, to see some you know real cars uh, race on dirt. Um, you know, it's only about 40 minutes, I believe, away from Bristol. So should be a good opportunity to, to showcase some, some great racing. Should be some really good drivers out there and looking forward to uh, competing in it as well. Kyle Larson on the profabrication.com hotline, the promoter of the April 14th dirt race at Volunteer Speedway, Bulls Gap, Tennessee. Uh, You know, Kyle says 40 minutes apart. Uh, That's driver talk, maybe 45 to 50 for us normal human (laughs) beings, but still the the same. And um, Kyle, um, the event, you said you will be racing, but uh, as the promoter, you got to wear a lot of hats. Are you going to be selling popcorn sometimes, driving the water truck? What what, what all kind of promoter duties are you going to do that night? Oh, nothing, probably. <laughs> uh, I've, I've promoted, I've been a part of helping promote some other events in the past. And really, you know, when I get to the track, I just like to be a competitor um, and, and worry about that. I mean, that's hard enough to, to focus on. So um hopefully i'll get a chance to get up and and you know thank the fans and teams for coming out but um yeah when i when i get there i probably won't even i'll forget that i've got (laughs) anything to do with the event so um yeah hopefully it's a good night there's a lot of fans out there and they can see me win a race oh yeah kyle larson on the profabrication.com hotline promoting the race april 14th it's thursday of the nascar dirt weekend at bristol bristol is about an hour or so just to be safe uh, west of it but an easy hour uh, freeway right to bulls gap tennessee and volunteer speedway so hopefully folks will get out there and participate and you mentioned uh what you did learning or or promoting the race out at silver dollar with uh, brad sweet and colby copeland what did, what did you learn from promoting that out there that you've kind of had in the conversations leading up to promoting this event at Volunteer? Well, I mean, honestly, I, I don't I haven't had much of anything to do, you know, with the hands on sure, type of stuff sure. yet mm-hmm. with Silver Dollar, um, just because I don't I don't live out there anymore. So it's mostly Colby, Colby Copeland. And then you know, Brad does a lot of the the business side of things. Um but, you know, I'm going to try and be a part of, in, in hopefully a big way, the Gold Cup Race of Champions. I'm, I'm expecting to you know, travel out there to, to be a part of that event, just to try and draw a lot of fans there. Um, <clears throat> just try, we're, we're really trying to get Gold Cup back up to what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be, gosh, there was Knox and Nationals, Kings Royal, National Open, and I would say National Open and Gold Cup were, you know, similar um, – Sure, that used to be the big events. deal. Yeah, yeah, and and Silver Dollar and the Gold Cup has kind of lost that a uh, little bit of prestige. I feel like so, you know, our our goal is to to get that you know revamped and and get everybody excited, get a lot of fans out there, um, get the bikini contest back to what cool. it used to be. So my wife's kind of taken over the reins on that thing this year, and uh, should be a lot of fun. Um, that's that's kind of our goal, just to make that event fun and. So, and get fans excited so the, about it again. The mild-mannered lady that we see in Victory Lane with you afterwards shotgunning the brew is now in charge of the bikini contest? 
<laughs> as of right now, yeah, she, that's, <laughs> we've given her the task of uh, recruiting and and getting it getting it back to what it used to be when John Pageant was running it and uh, back when it all was was fun. So yeah, I mean, we're just trying to bring a lot of a lot of history back to the event and and remind fans of what Gold Cup used to be. But as well, you know, there's a lot of other other events going on at the track. Uh, throughout the year that you know, Colby Colby sure. is really busy with and well, let's switch um, back I mean everything from sprint cars to monster trucks and all that well then we'll switch back to volunteer speedway on the profabrication.com hotline Kyle Larson who was promoting not only the races he was speaking about in California but at volunteer speedway on NASCAR week next week for all intensive purposes April 14th volunteer speedway will open up and as Kyle said he'll be driving a dirt late model which he's done a lot of if you're a NASCAR fan and hadn't noticed that he uh, drives sprint cars midgets and dirt late models well he does and this is kind of a a thing where uh it looks like you're really becoming an ambassador between the dirt fans and the NASCAR fans, and are, are we hoping to see a shift over with some of those dirt fans to become uh, more involved with NASCAR as fans? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it goes both ways. I mean, I just I just want race fans to be race fans of of all types of racing. So yeah, I think it's been cool already. I feel like there has been a little bit of uh, crossover over the last couple years. Um, you know, I'm at the NASCAR races. You know, I, I see a lot of fans wearing my dirt apparel. Um, and then, you know, every time I go race a, a dirt race, I, I would say a few fans a night come up to me and tell me that's their first ever dirt race they've, they've been to. And, um, that's really exciting to hear. So there's, I feel like racing in general is growing and it's not just me, uh, doing it. You know, there's a, there's a lot of drivers, you know, now in cup or Xfinity or, or whatever it may be, IndyCar even. Mm-hmm that are venturing out and it's definitely growing motorsports. And I think that's, that's important. Yes, sir. Kyle Larson on the profabrication.com hotline, profabrication headers, exhaust, all the parts and pieces that go with it. Just a click of a mouse away on profabrication.com. So buying tickets, uh, or can they watch on, uh, one of those pay-per-view things, uh, the race, uh, from volunteer speedway. <clears throat> Yeah, if they if they'd like to come out to the race, um, just show up to the track. You'll be able to buy a, you know a grandstand ticket or a pit pass uh, to come in the pits and see me or or see other drivers. Um, you know, William Byron is supposed to race too, so that'll be really neat. Um, but then you can watch online um, on flowracing.com uh, as well as their apps and stuff. So. Um, it's a great, great platform to watch a ton of racing throughout each week. Um, and it's, I can't remember what their subscription fee is, but it's, it is very small considering all the content that you can receive all year long. So yeah, those are the ways you could, you could watch a great ambassador, not only for dirt racing, but NASCAR racing, sprint cars, midgets. Our guest of the ProFab Hotline, Kyle Larson. Kyle, thanks for taking the time and joining us. Fans, stay with us. We'll be right back. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, 
you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Race fans, if you're headed to Lernerville on a Friday night and need to fill your cooler, check out our friends at On Point Beer Distributor at 154 Freeport Road in Butler. They're just a 10-minute ride south on 356 to Lernerville Speedway. If you're headed north on 356, it's only 10 minutes from the Speedway. Racers know that there's nothing nicer than a cold beer after the races. If your cooler is empty on the way to the track, please support this veteran-owned local business. On Point Beer is excited to provide Butler and the surrounding areas with great service and even better beer. Stop by and check out this selection at On Point Beer. 154 Freeport Road in Butler. Oh, rapid roar that stock car boy, he too much to believe. You know he always got an extra pack of cigarettes rolled up in his t-shirt sleeve. He got a tattoo on his arm, I said, baby, he got another one that just say, hey. Whatever Sunday afternoon, he is a dirt track demon in a 57 Chevrolet. And race hands grabbing a word with the winner of the Lucas Oil Race here at Hagerstown Speedway, Turbo Tyler. Tyler, congratulations! First win of the year. It has to feel good to get that monkey off your back. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough to win a Lucas race, but uh, we've been really close. You know, we ran second and third quite a few times. Just uh, you know, this isn't a place I expected to win, but happy we were able to to get one here. And this is your first win here, but you, you're from Texas, but you actually kind of made your name up here in the north. You picked up Lucas Wentz here in Ohio, and best motorsports out of Ohio. It has to be good to get these wins up here. Yeah, I mean, I don't really care where it's at, where we win. I just, uh, you know, these races are really hard to win, and to win a 15 grand like this here to start the weekend off is, is really good. And, uh, you know, I'm just happy for Eric Brock, First Class Septic, my buddy Steven Roberts, just each and every person that helps us. It's uh it takes a lot of money and a lot of effort to make this happen, and they're the people that do it. One thing with you, you started your own uh, business with through the race and turbo threads, and that has to be good also selling a lot of the turbo threads when the car's running good, too. Yeah, when you run bad, you don't sell nothing. So, uh, you know, it's, it's all a catch-22, but I'm just, uh, you know, we're working really hard. It's super early in the season. It's April or whatever it is. So to get a Lucas win this early and, you know, not – not one in Florida. This is uh, pretty huge for us. Normally, we, we get fired off good in Florida, and then we suck till about June or July. So we're uh, we definitely got things headed in the right direction earlier. And you mentioned you came out of Florida last uh, every year. You've been down there, except for one, I believe. You've picked, come out with wins with the best motorsports. This year, you had to come all the way up to Hagerstown to get that win. But it has to take a lot of pressure off you now. You know, not that you know you can do it, but you've done it for this year. Yeah, absolutely. We won at Votto, you know, first thing there in January, and then ran second, I think, four times in Florida. Just wasn't good enough to get a win there. So, um, yeah, it's 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 huge. And, uh, you know, just a shout-out to everybody that works on this thing. You know, Randall, Corey, Tim. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's not easy, like I said. So I'm, I'm just happy to win for them and, you know, put a, bit, a little bit of money in everybody's pocket. 
What do you think about racing now being a full-year sport? You said it yourself. I forgot. You started out in Arizona doing Nevada and out that way, and then you work your way back. When's it give you guys time to basically rebuild? Uh, we don't. After Florida, we got about a month off, and really you could race in if you want. So our, our off season ended last week, and we still went race. So we're, uh, you know, we're going to be wide open until about Thanksgiving and then uh, kick it off again in January. Tyler, congratulations. I appreciate your time. And what are the plans for the rest of the year? Are you going to run the Lucas Series, stay on it? We're going to race as many races as we can and make as much money as we can. Race hands. That's Tyler, future winner down at Hagerstown Speedway. Proudly presented Rapping on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week, and be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rapping on Racing. Stand on it. Come on, y'all, stand.